<laughs> All right, so uh, what I'm gonna do for each of these is I'm gonna introduce them a little bit, and then we'll get to the actual questions uh, that we'll be going through. So, if you can tell me your names, which I know just- I'm the Joni Do what? Oh yeah, I just said give you a mic. We have everything planned. All right, so here, we'll let you guys share that. I'm the Joni half of the Joni and Lance McCoy. Yes. And, and how long have you guys been attending Wallow Road? We figured out this morning that we've been here about six years. And, and what is your what is your role been in Wallow Road? Your interaction with it? Well, um, I guess the first thing we did, we started in a small group um, that met after church on coast, actually. It was fabulous. And um, we, we started out with a small group, and then I started singing on the praise team, and then we... I worked in the... Who's Mike? I worked in the... Shelter of Hope yep. for when I schedule it out. And then we both started working with the youth and we switched small groups. We're in a different small group now and Yeah. Great. Two small groups. So you've been you you're you're ingrained in Wallula and what we do here and have helped out in different ways. Yep. Yes. Alright, great. Um, how and why did you end up going to Honduras? What made you sign up for this trip? Well, we were talking about this this morning, and um, last, the last time they went on a mission trip, when they went to Mexico, they came back, and I was like, man, I wish I could have gone on that. I really wish I could have done, done that. And so when this came up, I jumped on it fast. In fact, I think we were the first ones that came up to you after church and said, we want to go. So that's why I went. I'd never been on a mission trip before. Um, I've traveled overseas um, with the military, uh, but never really got to see it from a perspective or to, to work in the, in the perspective of helping people as opposed to uh, what we normally do. So um, it was good to, to do that. And one of the other things I want to highlight, that sounds like a great answer, but one, a funnier one is this, is when we asked this to the group when we first met as a team, you know, what made you decide to sign up? And Joni gives us a really great answer, and Lance says, I'm just going because she's going. And so, uh, and so there, there's both perspectives, right? Like, hey, I really wanted to go for two years, and Lance is like, well, she's going, so uh, sure, why not? And so uh, even though he's totally game for it, it was, Joni was the one, which is kind of what I wanted to highlight as we move into this next part. Um, what was your, before you get that, what was your role on the team when you were there? What was one of those things that you did? So I... Um, in VBS, I got to teach the Bible story with Denise Atkins, and um, so I got to teach the Bible story also at VBS, which was quite interesting. Should I go into that? Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm kind of a fast talker, and I couldn't, because everything that I would say, I would have to stop, and then our translator would repeat in Spanish. So um, he was amazing. Sabiel was incredible. He was an amazing translator and um, it made it, it really made me slow down and think about what I was saying which was fabulous. So I got to teach the Bible story and I got to work with Josh who was a, a magnificent um, Pharaoh. He was great. The kids loved hating Pharaoh. They had a great time with it. And um, and that that was a lot of fun. So teaching the Bible story was just a lot of fun with those kids. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, pretty good answer, too. And I got to the painting. <laughs> <laughs> when I got done painting, or when we had a lot of people that wanted to switch into painting, I let them paint, and then I just wandered around and played with the kids. Okay. Can you guys hear him? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, you can do that. I know, it's not easy to say you can okay. mine it, yeah. Um, so Lance, you know, you know, like I said earlier, you had said, you know, I went because Joni really wanted to go and, and you were game for it, but now that it's over, can you explain what the trip meant to you? Um, again, it was, it was just really nice to, um, to get to work with people in a, in a, in a loving way, um, to get to uh, encourage them uh, on the on the really the last day that we that we were with the village, I think was the baptism. And they they um, baptized 14, 14 people in the river, and. Um, When, they, when we first got there, or when they first got there, we got there before everybody, I think, um, this young man came up to me, and he just, you could tell he was so excited, and um, he just latched on to me, um, and it was just a blessing to be there. Uh, Joni, is there something about this trip that you would like to share? I'm giving every person sort of one last thing. Is there something you want to share on your own? And, uh, that could have been yours, but you both have one chance to say, is there anything else funny or sentimental or anything? Um, in the story, in the VBS story, we talked about how God is good all the time. And when life is scary, God is good. And when life is, I don't remember all of them. Anyway, um, on, on the day that we that we did, and we talked about Pharaoh and about how scary that was and everything, um, we also talked about Jeremiah 29, 11, um, which is, it just left me, give you a future and a hope. Sorry, give you a future and a hope, that's the gist of it. For I know the plans I have for you, there we go. Um, I know the plans I have for you, and it's to give you a future and a hope. And um, I, I read that in, in Clayton's Spanish Bible, which was really fun. I read that, and then later on in the day, I was talking to Juan Carlos, and he was talking about how they really are trying to teach these kids that they do have a future and hope, and that they can make changes in their lives by taking care of their bodies, and by honoring their families, and by honoring God, and by going to school and learning that they can have this future and hope. And that, to me, it kind of became my verse for the week. And, you know, it, it really showed me how um, we have so much that we take for granted, you know, waking up with water in our tap. You know, you go to turn on the water to get a drink, and it's there and it's cold and it's safe for you to drink. And there, that's not the case, you know, we had to drink bottled water and whatnot, but um, they have a future and a hope, and we do too, and so that to me was, it really became, it became my verse at that time. So. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a chance to share one more time something we did last time that I loved, and I don't know if they knew this was going to happen, but I'm going to surprise each person up here with a picture, and so uh, we'll go to the first, and just I want you to Explain it quickly because we have three more to go. So, Joni, this is yours. Can you please explain sort of these two pictures because they're connected? Okay, so this is at the baptism at the, wasn't it the River Choluteca? Yeah. yeah, the last day we were there, they, they had, because there's only villages, and so if someone wants to get baptized, they'll bus them in from all the villages at one time. And yeah, so this is. So, this is this little guy. Um, 
don't even remember his name, Dan Daniel? No, Dylan, it was Dylan. Anyway, he was the, just the cutest little thing, I think he was about two, and I just kind of latched onto him, and you know, he and his mom and I were just swinging him after the baptism, heading back towards the um, towards the bus. And this is the bus that took everybody, um, brought them there in two bus loads. And after the baptism, we all got together to pray. And um, you know, when we pray, somebody prays, and we all follow along. And that ain't the case there. The, everybody is praying out loud, all at the same time. If you can concentrate on what you're saying, you know, more power to you because to God, but God hears it all, right? And so they were, we were all praying for the people who had just been baptized, and um, it was quite a, phew, it, it gets kind of chaotic. Yes, yes. And they yeah. tell you, don't worry, you know, they're not listening to you, they're praying to God, so you can yeah. it's pretty um, cool. All right, Lance, we got one for you. Can you tell me <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. This is Lance painting. As I said, I got to paint. And um, while we're inside the, the church painting, the, um, the youth and, and most of our other group is either out doing medical or working with the kids. And um, we were taking a break, and um, Katie, had, Katie had like a bag or box of goodies that she was kind of pulling out. And I said, well, give me some of those so I can hand out and play with the kids for a while. So she gave me a bundle of jump ropes and I went out and I, I had them in my pocket and I took one out and I just started jumping rope and the kids thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so did I. I didn't break a leg. Um, I even actually did the cross once. How did you? <laughs> Um, and then they swarmed around me and I gave out the, uh, the rest of the Yeah. Time. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming up here. I asked Corey and Scout to come up here uh, because other people on the team, uh, so we have some people on their own, some families, and, and uh, uh, so we have father-daughter. Um, you're the father, yes. So, since I don't need to repeat it, so this is Scout, Dilday, and Corey Dilday. I'll give you guys this. All right. Um, how long have you guys been attending Wallula? Um, we've been going, coming here for about 10 years now. Okay. And what's your connection with the church? We uh, are part of Lance's small group, and then my wife does a slew of other things. And uh, do, you, do you have any other connection with a trip like this? Uh, we went to Mexico two years ago. Yes. Um, yeah, so we, we went to Mexico, and, and Corey was actually, it was your first time, I think, to do anything with the youth group. But anyway, because Scout wanted to go, and he's like, yeah, I'm not saying it by yourself. So Scout, or so Corey went uh, with us uh, for the first time uh, on that trip, and then ended up doing this again. Um, so how and why did you end up coming to Honduras this time? Um, well, from, am I nope. okay. um, From going to Mexico, it was, it was a good experience. And um, I liked um, being out of the country and doing God's work in other places too. So when Honduras came around, I wanted to take the opportunity to do it again. Yeah, and the, the Mexico trip was so much fun. And like I said, she wasn't going by herself in Mexico. She could have gone to Honduras this time, but I wanted to go also. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good time. Okay. 
Uh, and what was your role on the team? Um, I kind of gravitated back and forth between like painting and playing with the kids, but for the most part, um, I helped out with Katie at VBS, and then um, we brought a bunch of stuff for the kids to play with and we left behind, and so we just colored pictures and um, I flew kites and made a lot of bracelets. Okay. Real quick, Richard, the, the, the stuff what I'm hearing, is it, do they need to move it closer to their mouth? Okay. Um, it's a whole thing. So yeah, just keep it close to your mouth, but not too. Keep it close to. So what was your role in the trial? I was a painter slash laborer slash whatever. Okay. Uh, all right, Corey. Can you tell me about your experience as a father going on a mission trip with your daughter? You can even use Mexico and not the Well, you know, part of it was like I said, she wasn't going by herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it's busy, you know, she was in high school and we hardly see each other, so this is part of an opportunity so we can go together and be together and spend some time and and also that I can watch her kind of grow up and do church stuff and things like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Scout, as someone who's been on both the Mexico trip and the Honduras trip now, uh, what was your experience like this time? Compared to Mexico, what made it unique? Um, when we went to Mexico, we we all like we went to a camp to help with them, and so the kids like came to us, and we were all just at one camp together. But um, in Honduras, we went to where they live and how they live, and we saw um, like their houses and exactly the way that they survive and stuff. And so it was just a very different um, like experience just to be able to see the way that they live and even though we were there to help them, they still had to welcome us into their homes and the way and their way of life. So we were really um, immersed into their culture. Um, is there anything that stood out to you that you would like to share? Oh one of the big things that I realized well I didn't know is that we were the first big group that went. Usually it's half a dozen people and they stay at Pastor Jim's house and um, we had 24 people and a slew of kids, and they've never had that many kids before, so they were pretty nervous and worried about it, but all of our kids did amazing. To me, that's what, one of the biggest things that stuck out from us. Um, something that was really cool was when we went to the first village, um, like we just, like our bus just pulled in and we opened the door, and the kids hadn't even seen us yet, and they were just super excited to like hang out with us and play with us, and they were like yelling at us, so that was cool. They just like come up to you, they just put their arms up, and you're like, oh, just holding a kid up, and uh, just walk around. Um, all right, we got some pictures, so let's go to the first one. Can you tell us about this picture? Why is it better than Black Flag? Uh, that's what it was given to me. Why is it better? Um, I don't look at this one. <laughs> so this little girl, um, she, what's her name? I don't know. Um, I don't Stephanie, know. I think, that's her name, and she, um, when we first, that was at the first village. When we first got there, she wasn't like super excited to hang out, like to see all much. Like she was super shy at first, but um, by the end of the day, she really wanted just to be held. So this was like halfway through the day. I guess she was really tired. So we were having high school BBS, and she came over to sit with me, and she told me that she needed to take a nap, and. She did. <laughs> so what was unique about it is like these kids are constantly going from person to person. We have a lot of kids who are excited. 
And so during it, this was this was Scout's pose for a while because they, she just fell asleep on Scout, yeah, like an hour. And she just and, and Scout just held her, and, and she just slept on Scout, and then moved on to the next day. So it was really a, a cool experience because it's usually more you know, kind of chaotic and fun, uh, but it was just this sort of serene thing off to the side while everything else was going on. Scout's just uh, letting her sleep on her, and, and yeah. All right, Corey. Can you explain this picture to us? Um, we're playing Pharisees, <laughs> and if you've never played Pharisees, it's amazing. It's kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, we won't go into that. It's, it's too much to explain. But anyway, but, but it was, it was it, a big part of our trip, which is why I wanted to. It kept every, it engaged everyone. It engaged the youth and the adults and arguing and <laughs> bonding, and it was great. We'd stay up late playing it, and like I said, every single person played. Yeah, so we, we, this is a silly game that we played. We've never played before, and it clicked with us. But the, the main thing was, there's 23 people in our group. I think there's 22 here, because someone went to bed at one point. Um, but we would get back around 7, and then we'd just hang out. We thought we'd go swimming, go to the pool, and or play cards. And this was like four hours every night. We would just till 11 o'clock. And so a lot of what you're hearing about is what we're doing in the villages. But as a group, man, I think it was really cool because... We just hung out and said, even arguing, like we would play and get intense, and then the next day we're like, we're gonna do it again. And so there was also this part of our trip, which was just the fun part of being able to, to connect with each other and be silly. There's, we would have the translators join in us some nights, and and uh, and and what's interesting is not it's not just the, the youth that are here. I don't know if you know this, but like all the adults are also you know who aren't used to you know staying up late and playing with the kids. Like they're a part of it, and. and um, so it was just a really cool time for us to connect as a team uh, throughout all this as well. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. So I asked Clayton to come up. I wanted to hear from just us students about their perspective. Uh, Clayton uh, was one of, I think, six or seven graduated seniors. So we had, I think, uh, 11 students, and there's a lot of them had already graduated, so this was sort of their last uh, youth trip, if you will. Um, but Clayton, uh, if you don't know Clayton, you probably do, because there's a lot of stories that get thrown out about him from Lance's, uh, Lance's son. Um, how long have you been attending Wallula? Uh, 14 years. There you go. Yes, since, uh, since they first came. And, and your connection with the church? Um, I do all sorts of things, kind of. I help with Katie and... I help in the back on Sunday mornings, help in the uh, preschool, do stuff with youth group. And then on Sunday nights you help with, you say with Katie, you help with Jan. Yes. Uh, yeah, you and Josh and Brooke. Um, yeah. What made you decide to go to Honduras? Um, I went to Mexico a couple years ago, and it was really awesome. And I wanted to go back on another mission trip. I wanted to go back to Mexico. But then uh, when I heard we were going to Honduras, I was like, this will be fun. And so I jumped all over it. Okay. Uh, and what was your role on the team? Um, I just got to hang out and play with kids all the time, and it was super fun. And did you do BBS too? I did help with the BBS. Okay. And, and to say, like, you just hung out and played, you got to realize, like, I think this the week it was like 100 degrees here. And so, and there it was also really hot. And so, um, because there's so many kids moving around, uh, specifically Clayton and I think Davin and maybe a couple others, um, there's a there's a field out there, you know, out right by the village uh, to play soccer, and they would go play, like they'd be in the middle of this just heat, 
playing like full-on soccer with them instead of being like, we're going to play a little bit. They would just stay out there and be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And so like he engaged, especially the high schoolers um, that were there because most of the kids we saw were, were smaller. And so for there's middle school, high school students there too. So they got to really play and, uh, and connect with the kids more than probably the older adults would. Um, so one of the reasons I asked you to come up is because I wanted you to tell me about the translators that we had because that was a unique part of our trip, trip as well. Um, can you tell me about them and their role and function on our team? Yeah, the, uh, the translators we had, <clears throat> excuse me, they were really awesome. We had Josue, Manuel, Sabdil, um, Christian, Karen. That's it. That's five. And uh, so they did, they hung out with us. They, um, and the picture up here, Corey saw, or we showed with Corey, they were, they'd hang out, they'd play games with us. They uh, did a really great job plugged in with our, connected with us. We really were able to connect with them. So it wasn't even just the people in the village we were able to connect with. We were able to connect with the translators and the people that work with the mission even. And it was, I mean, they were really awesome for us. Yeah, and it wasn't just that it was, they're the translators, we asked them when you know, we need help, but they were a part of our team. And so we were all crying when they said, hey, we're going to leave, we'll see you tomorrow. And then we were saying goodbye, the pictures. And it was, we didn't realize we'd be getting five extra teammates through that. Uh, so it was a really unique experience. And I know, as I brought you up for this because I know like you and Zabiel. I mean, Zabiel really in everyone. And yes. uh, there was one translator who was in college who uh, clicked with all of us really well. Um, what is something that stood out to you uh, while you were there that you'd like to share? Uh, one thing that was really cool was their uh, worship service. We'd go and everybody singing and dancing. I mean, it was, it was great. It was awesome. It was really cool. Really neat to How see. How long did it go? Um, it went longer than one of our services. <laughs> but it wasn't, we were prepared for like four or five hours. Yeah. They were just like, hey, we'll start when we start and we'll. Be done when we get done, and yes. I was, I'm sitting. I'm like, we're gonna be here till five o'clock in the evening. On, on, the, on, the, on the sheet, on the itinerary, which says that don't worry about the itinerary; it could be flexible. They say we got there at ten, and we were gonna leave at three. That's all we knew. Somewhere in that gap, it may end early. I think we went uh, uh, two, three hours. I think from the time we started. So yeah, it was definitely an experience because they're coming from all over, and so they're not trying to get out. Um, there's no time for telling you, okay, we got another service. That's just another service. Um, all right, well, uh, you're going to tell us about these. I think I gave you two. Yeah. Okay, so the picture on the left here is um, at that worship service on Sunday morning. We had, um, they had asked for some of the members of our team to come up and share their stories. So uh, this is Lance and I sharing our stories. In the center there is Sabdil, one of the translators. Um, but this is Lance and I, and then uh, Dave and Brooke were also able to share their stories that morning. And the picture here on the right is from the last day that we were there. Um, we were, uh, this is, the translators are all getting ready to leave. And uh, so we wanted to take a photo with them before we left. So they're here in the front, starting on the left, that's Christian, Josue, Karen, Manuel, and then this guy, uh, Eric, works with the uh, mission uh, with Honduras Ministries. He didn't speak much English, but he's a cool dude. He was fun to talk to a little bit. And then that's Jim down on the far right. The Yeah, the guy that's in charge. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Clayton.
at this moment come up, you will wrap this up for us. Um, I asked Dave to come for a number of reasons. One, he uh, uh, is actually on the missions team, so he knew um, about Jim and about Honduras Ministries and had made the decision uh, to continue working with them. Also, he was one of two people on our whole trip who was not associated with any of the kids. He was not a parent. He was not a sponsor of the youth ministry. So, uh, as we're bringing a group from, here you go, as we're bringing a group from Wallula, um, and it's a church group, it's kind of half and half students, uh, he, he's not like, used to the youth group or any type of stuff. So it was a unique experience, I think, for, for he and also Cindy, uh, for it being their first time. So, Dave, how long have you been going to Wallula? 31 years. Okay, you went. And uh, <laughs> so what is, uh, what is your connection uh, with the church? I work with the missions uh, committee. I've worked with them for about 28 years with, with the missions. And so then I help with a little maintenance around here. And I've always been involved in a small group. Uh, it's been a big part of my time here at, at Waldola. And I taught Sunday school, adult Sunday school for several years. Okay. Uh, and why did you end up going to Honduras? I had always wanted to go on a, a mission trip, but uh, many of you know me that uh, Sharon's health would never allow me to, to get away. And after Sharon passed, uh, I just knew what I was going to do. What was your role on the team? I was, I helped with a pain, and I was really wishing that I had packed a hairless spray in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, but, but man, the, the kids just jumped in and, and worked hard, and we, it really looked good when we got done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said before, you have a unique perspective of sort of being an outsider in that you weren't familiar with everyone on the team, uh, and, and you and Cindy were the two who had no connection. You were just on your own, wanting to go on this trip. Um, and so, what was your experience like uh, joining this sort of diverse team, and, and where you were not connected with anyone else? It, it was just really, really a great time, and we bonded. Uh, I was really amazed at how quickly everybody bonded together, and how all the kids would say, "Oh, let me help you, Mr. Dave," you know, <laughs> the old guy. So, but anyways, and they, this, the kids. I just can't say enough of how not just the kids, but everybody. Uh, you didn't have to ask somebody to do something; they just jumped in and found something to some way to serve. Yeah, uh, I said this in the in the. Uh, when we were with our team also, but one of the things that impressed me about Dave is we would take two cars a lot of times, like a big uh, bus and a, a van. And uh, a lot after, after a while, the, a lot of the adults would be like, oh, yeah, man, it's nicer and more comfortable. And Dave would continue to ride the bus and he would ride in the back of the bus, which is where all the kids were. So we all these kids and like Dave just in the middle. And they'd be talking and he'd be listening and sometimes he'd be talking. And so he, uh, I was really impressed with just how much uh, you had immersed yourself with the group, and it didn't seem like it was those kids and me with the adults, but uh, it was very much with with everyone. Um, what is something that stood out to you about the show? Um, I, I really don't have words to uh, that are adequate enough to really say awesome, God worked, all of those things, and those are true, but I really just don't have words to say what it did to me personally and uh, how, how it affected me there. I was also uh, tremendously amazed with how the group worked together and they bonded and uh, there was a, just a connection there that happened uh, that I kind of want to say was a God thing that, that was there. 
some of the things that happened uh, while I was there was uh, one of the late they brought a lady about, uh, I would say, close to my age. She had a broken leg, and they brought her on the front of a bicycle for, I don't know, a long ways. She rode this bicycle to get to the clinic. And she'd already had her leg set at the hospital, but she really couldn't breathe. She was having all kinds of trouble there. And they, um, they mentioned the doctor worked with her, gave her some antibiotics, some stuff to help her breathe. And so then uh, we decided she can't ride that bicycle back. So Corey and Brian just picked her up in a plastic chair and put her in the back of a truck. And we took her, drove her down to where she lived. I, I cannot explain to you what she lived in. Uh, there was a smell there that would just, uh, of all the places that we were, it was the worst of the worst where this, where this lady was. And there were some other men, women there that greeted her when she came back and they carried her in. And we stopped and we prayed with her before we left. Uh, that was just an awesome thing that we did there. Uh, one of the other things there is it's Margaret Parks uh, sponsors a child there already. And we got to meet that child that Margaret has been sponsoring. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you for one second because you stole my thunder. Can you show the last picture real quick? You didn't know I was gonna do this, but this is, a, this is what I was gonna have you explain, so you can go ahead. Okay, this is the child that Margaret uh, sponsors, and we don't see her mother, his mother there, but this was just a sweet young man, just uh, pretty shy, but his mother just couldn't stop thanking us enough and telling us how much Margaret's sponsoring this child had made their life better. And uh, it was uh, it was quite emotional. So. Well, and one of the things, I'm sorry, did you have anything else to say? Uh, one of the things I wanted to highlight, especially from this, is that, uh, you know, if you sponsor a child through compassion or, or world vision, uh, you're doing a really great thing. But what makes it so cool is that uh, because we, it's more localized, that the children that are sponsored here, we see. I mean, we get to go and, uh, and, and interact with them. And it was interesting, we would go to these villages and we didn't know who had been sponsored and who had not been sponsored. And then we would interact with these kids all day and then go back and get on, get on the website and we'd see their picture saying, hey, you know, would you sponsor me? And we're like, oh wow, that was the same kid I was just playing with. And so um, we would like to do this more and we'll talk about that at the end, but we'd like to keep going back. Uh, and so when we sponsor, if you sponsor a child, it's very, uh, it's very easy for us to go and actually see your child, to, see, to visit them and, and watch them grow and be a part of their life, not just over here. And so it was a really cool experience. And I don't even know how you found him. And you're like, oh, this is his one sponsor from Wallula. One of the, I talked with Jim and they said, well, we just want to make sure that we get to meet this child. So okay. they had to bring him in from another village. Oh, okay, so yeah, so the missionaries went out of their way to make sure that he was connected with us just so that they could do that. And so yeah, it was a really, really unique experience. And so they actually, there's another picture. Dave's like, we gotta get a group picture. And so we all got together. But, uh, but they said, well, Dave, thank you so much. I know this was, uh, what was it? One of the things oh, yeah. I can say, at the baptismal service, uh, 14 people baptized in the river. But before uh, the baptismal service, uh, one of the pastors there read scripture in, out of Spanish, and I, I couldn't understand it. And then the translator translated that same scripture in English, and there was just something special about that moment when you realized, folks all over the world, how big God is, 
that even language barriers was, was not a problem for God to reach out to them. 